listening to the official podcast of the Mission Redlands. We are a growing community living out God's radical love. Good morning, everybody. Ricardo's going to help me real quick and get this thing out here. A diagram. Do you guys like diagrams? Images? Great. We'll get to it later. So don't let it distract you, but I just wanted to get out here because these things are rickety. I didn't want to be, you know, that's embarrassing. So, good morning, everybody. This morning, we are going through God-sized dreams. It's, it's, we're wrapping up the series um, to talk about what the, the dreams that God gives us that are bigger than us, that do great things for his kingdom. This morning, we're going to work through it in, uh, we're going to start with the why, which it's so awesome that uh, the Lord put it on Jeff's heart to talk about Ephesians 2 and about service. And, and that comes down in the what. We're going to start with the why, and then we're going to move to the how, and then we're going to end with the what. Sound good? We on board? Great. Great. Whoops. All right. So, the Bible. Let's talk about the why. If we start through this thing, if you've ever read through it all, it sometimes can be a little confusing. I mean, it was written by, by 40 different people. Um, there's 66 different books or letters, and it was written over thousands of years, a thousand plus years. Yet within that incredible diversity, which is sometimes why it's a little confusing, because you're like, wait, what? How does this get from here to there? The, the story is actually weaved through all the way of relationship. It's of God's relationship to his creation and to us. The why of why God gives God-sized dreams and why he fulfills them is relationship. Relationship's at the heart of it. And Jeff talked briefly about Jesus. Jesus is the culmination of that relationship being redeemed and brought back together. In the garden, um, Adam and Eve, they sinned, and that relationship was broken. And God, from that point, had a plan. And he set it in motion. He used Abraham, Abram, who became Abraham, who we've talked a lot about in the last couple weeks. And through him, the promise of blessing the world through him came in Jesus. He did it through creating this nation, Israel, and then Israel, from them came a lot of stuff. Um, and, and one of those things was Jesus. And the setting within which Jesus came, who is the Son of God. And Jesus laid his life down on his own accord for our sake, so that relationship with God might be restored. That relationship with God might be re- experienced again for all of us. That's an incredible thing. And that gift He gives it freely. He offers it, hands open, for us to take, but he doesn't force it upon us. He gives us the choice. You can take it, you can leave it. It's up to you. This morning, I hope that if any of you haven't received that gift, if any of you haven't taken that gift, maybe you have, you want to investigate a little more, you have some more questions, awesome. Please come up, talk to Jason, talk to me, talk to any one of us in here. We are a body of people who really just wants to know God together. And that happens together. We grow in it together. Uh, Carlos, uh, Carlos, <laughs> um, Ricardo talked about <laughs> Puerto Ricans. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> so Ricardo, a couple weeks ago, talked about uh, you can't you can't fly with the eagles when you're running with the turkeys, you know. And so really, we're we're a bunch of turkeys who are learning to fly like an eagle because we're hanging out with Jesus and we're hanging out with each other as we strive to fly like the eagle that God created us to be. So if you have questions, if you're not sure, come ask. Let's talk about it. There's nothing that's off limits. Let's investigate it together. All right. So, what does that have to do with dreams? Uh, Well, relationship is central to this whole story. Relationship is central. Uh, I I often get that confused. I, I get it mixed up. I think... I think that being like Christ is the goal of my faith. That it's about being like him. But that's not it. It's actually being with him. Being with Christ is what the whole point is. We get it mixed up sometimes. I especially get it mixed up sometimes. And I think that if I am like Jesus, that in time, he'll be with me. But actually, it's the reverse. The more I'm with Jesus, in time, I'll become like him. Being like Jesus, is, it's the icing on the cake. It's not the cake itself. It's just the stuff that makes it, you know, really pretty. It's secondary. It's the fruit of being with him. And so that's the point of dreams. That's the whole reason God gives dreams. It's not because he wants good little automatons or whatever, you know, doing great things for him. It's because he wants to be with us. And dreams are an avenue through which he can be with us. He can partner with us. Dreams, the advancement of God's kingdom is not dependent on us. He doesn't need us. He doesn't need us to advance it. But he invites us to co-labor with him, to come alongside him and see his kingdom develop, to to experience what righteous work looks like, to uh, experience the joy of seeing it come about. It's incredible. It's kind of like, uh, have you ever gone to a fireworks show by yourself? Probably not, right? I did one time. Uh, we were going to the U of R for fireworks, and we got there late, so I dropped everybody off, and I was like, I'll get a parking spot, and I'll come find you. That did not happen. Because <laughs> it's like way, way far away, and then U of R is big, and they like, you know, I didn't know the campus and the building, so I ended up... You know, by the time I got there, the fireworks show, start, start, the fireworks show had started, and I couldn't find anybody, so I just sit down, and I just watched the fireworks show by myself, and it was awesome, because fireworks are cool, but it just wasn't quite the same. You know, when, like, a big one goes off, and you're like, oh! <laughs> like, right? It's really awkward. You're just kind of like, huh. Or when you're with people, you get to share that joy and that, like, feeling it in your chest with other people, you get to go like, yeah, yeah, that was great. You get to see it together. It's similar, maybe a more on point would be uh, a dad teaching his kid how to change the oil in the car or build a picnic table with him or how to balance a checkbook or whatever it might be. The dad doesn't invite their kid alongside them to do it because it's faster. It's not faster to change the oil with a 10-year-old if you've ever done that. My dad did that with me. It was not faster. He's like, hand me that, you know, whatever wrench. And I'm like, this one? This one. Get it all wrong. But the reason God invites us in, just like that dad, is because he wants to partner with us. 
He invites us into that relationship. So that's why God gives us God-sized dreams. He gives them to us so that we can be with him, that we can co-labor with him. And that's really for our benefit, not for his. All right. Let's keep cruising. So, how does God fulfill these dreams? In Genesis 12, uh, 1 through 4, we're going to pick up with Abram again. It's Abram, it's before he became Abraham. Um, thanks, Jason. Give you a thumbs up. Uh, the, if, I think we have it, Genesis 12, 1 through 4. I'm going to blow my nose real quick. That's probably not a good thing to do <laughs> with a mic, but sorry, I've been sick. Okay, Genesis 12, 1 through 4. The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, your father's household, to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went, as the Lord told him. And Lot went with him. God extends an invitation to Abram here. He extends an invitation. It's an invitation that most people probably wouldn't take because he says, go from your country and your people and your father's household to a place I'll show you. I'll do great things through you. I'll make your name great and I'm going to bless the entire world because of you. But, but first, leave everything that you're comfortable with. I, I sometimes wonder, and, and the scripture kind of leaves it open, maybe Abram wasn't the first person God went to. What if God went to someone else first and was like, hey, come, leave everything you're comfortable with, go wherever I'm going to show you. I'm not going to tell you the destination, but go, and I'm going to make you a great nation, and I'm going to bless the whole world through you. And they're like, well, I kind of like this place. I like these people, my family. Where are you going to take me? Like, no, just, just come with me. Be with me and I'll show you. Like, but is it good? Is it a good place? I don't know. I mean, that nation stuff and the blessing, that's exciting. But I, I, think, I think I'm going to pass because I like where I'm at. Maybe Abram was just the first to say yes. And the same is true for a lot of us for the dreams that God has for us. They're scary. They're uncomfortable. But God extends that and says, hey, come. Come with me. It's going to be great. You're going to be with me. And I'm going to do great things for the sake of others through you. We just got to say yes. Um, there's this guy, Bill Myers, who, anybody know of the McGee and Me? The show McGee and Me? Tear it us. All right. Um, so Bill Myers, he's this guy. He's the creator of McGee and Me. He's also writ written a bunch of books. And he told the story one time uh, he, he went to the church that I grew up in, and I remember listening to him, and he shared how he wasn't a writer. He never thought of himself as a writer in any way. He's like, I am not creative. I don't write. I, do, I ride my bike. I do fun things. I don't, I don't do creative, heady things. That wasn't what he thought of himself as. And so one day the Lord 
sends someone to him, and he knows now that it was the Lord who sent him because there's no other way this would happen. And the guy says, hey, we're putting together this group of people to talk about a children's show that'll talk about the things of God. It'll be a morning cartoon for kids to watch, but it'll be based around the Bible. And we want you to be a part of the creative team to make it happen. And he's like, no, you got the wrong guy. Like, that's not me. I don't, why did you come to me? Well, we just, we just thought you'd be a good person for it. And he's like, no. So he didn't do it. But at the time, he didn't have a job. And so he eventually says, well, does it pay? And they said, well, if your idea gets picked, yes, it'll pay. And he's like, well, I guess nothing else. I'll go. So he went. And after the first day of all this stuff, he decides, you know what? I am so out of my league. This is not right. I can't, I'm wasting their money being here because it was at like a hotel and they're feeding him. And he's like, I just, I just can't be here. And so he decides, okay, the next day I'm going to walk in. I'm just going to tell him I'm, I'm leaving and I'm sorry I wasted your time. And that night he decided, well, but I should at least give him something. You know, maybe I should say some idea that would be helpful. And so he comes up with this idea that he thought was really dumb and and the next morning, he walks into the conference room where I'm meeting. He's like, hey, guys, so I'm way out of my league. I'm sorry to waste your time. I got to go. Here's this idea I had. It's, some, it's probably nothing. I'm sorry for wasting your time. I'll see you guys later. And he left. Well, later that day, he gets a phone call, and they're like, hey, Bill, come back. This idea is amazing. We've decided to go with it. And that ended up kicking off this whole thing, this whole story in his life of writing books and creating children's television shows and all this stuff that he never would have experienced had he not just said yes. Now, maybe his motive was a little funny, but he said yes. Abram said yes when it didn't make sense to say yes, and God did amazing things through him. Through him, he brought about Jesus. Through him, he brought about the salvation for the entire world. What an awesome thing. So, um, God-sized dreams are uncomfortable. They're not, they're not a comfortable thing, but that's okay. That's actually a good thing because being uncomfortable is where we grow. So now we're going to go to the diagram. All right. This is something some of you have seen. I know Jeff's seen it. Um, the challenge course industry, which some of the work I do is in the challenge course industry, uses this for training staff. Because when you put people up on high ropes courses or zip lines, a lot of people there, that's, um, we call it a learning zone or a stretch zone. That's not comfortable to be 40 feet up hanging from a little tether in a carabiner. And they're like, are you sure this thing's got me? And you're like, it could hold a truck. You'll be fine. <laughs> of course, telling somebody that's different than than experiencing it and really knowing it. We, for Jeff and I, we're up there all the time. We've gotten so comfortable there that it's not a big deal, but for most people, they're not comfortable there. And so it's very uncomfortable. So how this works is you've got your comfort zone. This is where we all operate for the most part. This is uh, whether you buy non-fat milk or 2% milk. <laughs> it's uh, the route you take home from work. A lot of times we take the same route every time, even if it's not the fastest. It's just what we're comfortable with. This might be um, the fact that we have a job. It could be um, talking to somebody we've never met before. 
not wanting to do that is being in our comfort zone. It could be any number of things. So our, that's our comfort zone. The learning zone is just outside of that to where you're uncomfortable, and that's where novel things happen, and we'll talk more about that in a second. This is the panic zone. This is when you get beyond what's uncomfortable into what's ludicrous. <laughs> in the challenge course industry, that, that happens sometimes. People get from being like, okay, I don't like this, okay, okay, to like, I can't do it, I can't do it, and they, they can't handle it. And you, you actually go from being a good thing where they're learning and they're stretching themselves to a bad thing, to where they're no longer able to reason through what's happening to them. It's just too much. Now, for the sake of our illustration, this panic zone, it's not out of the picture. Unfortunately, I wish I could say that it is. You know, I can do all things through God who gives me strength. Absolutely, that is true. That is true. But the panic zone is, in our situation, is a matter of mindset. It's a matter of understanding. Um, the saying that we've probably all heard is, God won't give me more than I can handle. Now, that is true, but it depends on our understanding of the word we and handle. <laughs> so I don't have time to get into all of it right now, but if you got a notes thing, there is a link to a website called Desiring God, and, and unfortunately it's on the paper, so you have to type it in. You can't like copy-paste. But check it out. Um, it's very short, but it's really insightful and helpful for understanding what it is when we say God won't give us more than we can handle. Cool. I don't have time to get into it now, otherwise I would, but look it up throughout the week. Okay, back to the learning zone. How this works is, let's say your comfort zone, I know I can say for myself, probably Jason and Mark, Ricardo, Jeff, Tara, Anybody who's preached up here, this is not comfortable. This is foreign to me. Um, maybe Ricardo, because he's a teacher, so he's used to being in front of people. I don't know. But that would be moving outside of our comfort zone. It might be preaching. So for Jason, he might, the first time he preached, and maybe the times after that, it was really uncomfortable. He's in his learning zone. Now, what happens here is it's in a place where it's novel and new, that's where growth happens. And so over time, he has the option to either retreat or stay there and grow. Now, a lot of times we might retreat. So let's say it's, uh, you know, non-fat milk is your normal, and you're like, let's try that 2%. Nope, nope, coming back to that non-fat. <laughs> or maybe you go out to the 2% and you're like, well, let's try 1%, and you make your way down. Or you go crazy and go to whole milk. You know, <laughs> a little crazy. So if you decide to stay out there, what ends up happening is, let's say this is Jason preaching. So over time, he's continued to preach, and eventually his comfort zone stretches and starts to include preaching. Now with God-sized dreams, what God does is he uses this. He pulls us out of our comfort zone in different places. Like Jason's dream for this church, God gave him a dream for it. God gave Mark a dream for it. And they probably never thought it meant preaching. It wasn't in the cards when they were like, yes, this is what we're going to do. But they decided to follow God. They said, yes, God said, I'm going to take you somewhere, and it's a good dream. 
And they said, okay, I'll go. And it led them to preaching, which was uncomfortable. But in time, they've stuck to it and they've grown. And now their comfort zone has expanded to include that. And they're fuller, more mature in what they're doing. <laughs> so maybe it's like getting there. No, no, no. It's almost there. Okay. Now, preaching, it might be other things. You know, uh, I'll just keep using Jason. So I, <laughs> maybe it was graphic design. You know, maybe it was budgeting. I don't, I don't know. And <laughs> over time, God, God uses this to expand and mature us as believers. He did that with Abram. Abram became Abraham, and it was a little messy, and it was a little awkward. But he got to a place where at the end, if you know the story, he's willing to choose God over the promise itself. He has such faith in God. It's incredible. His faith grew. And what happened is, as, in time, as God kept stretching him, he saw, oh, that was good. That was uncomfortable. It was good. And as he kept trusting God and stepping out, stepping out, he's like, oh, God's good. Oh, oh, wow, God is good. And what happens is, what changes is his trust in the Lord. And it changes from being willing to lean on God to being all I want is God. That's all I want. Because he's so good. He's not going to lead me astray. It's going to be wonderful. So, God-sized dreams. The how? Uncomfortable. (laughs) That's how. That's how they get accomplished, is God leads us out, and he leads us into things that are going to grow us and stretch us and mature us. He's really like a mentor, like that dad who takes the kid to show him how to build and builds a picnic table with him. He's not doing it because it's faster, but he's doing it to show him how to live. He's doing it to show him, I love you, and in that, the son loves the dad. It goes both ways. So, that's the how of God-sized dreams. Now the what. The what of a God-sized dream fulfilled, when it's been fulfilled. Well, the first thing is we worship and we praise like crazy. (laughs) That's what it looks like, is worship and praise. That dream fulfilled. The other thing is we cherish it. We guard it. We guard those things, those dreams that God has given us. Whether they've been entirely fulfilled or partially fulfilled, we guard them because they are precious to us. Um, Where's Jackie? Jackie. So before, I forgot, I was going to bring a jacket, and then I didn't have one, and then I saw Jackie, and she was like, Jackie, jacket. So. (laughs) No. You can just stay there. I'm just going to use your name. So. So let's say it was cold in here, which maybe it is for some of you. But, oh, great. I should have brought a jacket. Um, And I give Jackie my jacket because she's cold. Now, Jackie has options. She can do what she wants with that jacket. Um, She could uh, take really good care of it, you know, wear it, enjoy it, um, let it keep her warm, and then return it in great shape. Or she could, which I don't think Jackie would, but she could... uh, you know, leave it somewhere and then just forget about it and, and not remember where she put it and then be like, ah, you know, I don't know what happened to it, sorry. Or 
uh, drop it outside in the dirt and it gets all soiled and dirty. Or maybe, I don't know if they have dogs, but takes it home and the dog, you know, starts playing with it and wrestling with it and gets slobber all over it and tears and holes. The thing is that jacket is still mine, even though she's in possession of it. Even though it's hers to do with it what she wants, the jacket's still mine. So she's just a steward of that jacket while she has it. The same is true with the dreams and the things that God has given us, the gifts he's given us, the talents, our ability to serve, our ability to speak, the wisdom that we have, the kindness of a smile. All these things are gifts that God has given us to be stewards of. We have these abilities, and God says, steward them well. And so what we do with it matters. With God-sized dreams, when they're fulfilled or as they're being fulfilled, we need to cherish them. We need to not forget them or disregard them. We need to remember them and hold them close. Jesus said, don't throw your pearls to pigs. Basically, don't throw the valuable things to those that don't understand their value. Hold on to it. Take care of it. Ricardo spoke a little bit about this with the turkey and the eagles, you know, about... uh, Within this community, if God has given you a dream, share it with those that are trustworthy, trustworthy and will help you achieve that dream, who will come alongside you and support you in that dream, who will pray for you and encourage you when you get downcast and are like, oh, I, just, I don't think I can do it. So, God-sized dreams. The ultimate result of all of this, the ultimate um, what is God's kingdom advanced. That is the ultimate. It's also an identity in Christ. It's the fruits and gifts of the Spirit which flow out of a close walk with God. This result is for the good of others, and it accomplishes the great commandments of love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. It advances God's kingdom. That's the result of a God-sized dream fulfilled. That's what it looks like when, when a God-sized dream has been fulfilled, is others are blessed through you, and you are close to the Lord. His kingdom is advanced in your heart, in the heart of others, and throughout the world. So, thank you guys. Let's bring uh, worship band back up. I hope, I hope that after this... Okay, thanks, Ricardo. I hope that we leave from here today remembering the important things. One, what is the why? It's relationship with God. Be with Him. And in being with Him, you'll become like Him. It's the how is, is being led by Him. It's walking alongside Him. It's, it's trusting Him. It's being willing to be uncomfortable knowing that He's faithful and He'll take care of you. The, the what is God's kingdom advanced. It's being a good steward, and it's rejoicing. It's seeing that firework go off and go, yeah, that's awesome. That's good. And getting to see it go off and enjoy it alongside God. It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. All right. Thank you, guys. I'm going to pray, and let's have, we'll have the ushers come up to you. I'll pray over the offering, and we'll get going. Father God, we thank you that you love us, that you care for us, Lord, that you invite us into relationship despite our brokenness, despite our waywardness and our, our ability to get distracted. Um, 
Lord, you are so faithful, despite our unfaithfulness, to carry us and to show us and guide us. Lord, thank you for the dreams that you have given this, this people, this congregation. Thank you for the dreams that you are about to give, Lord, that you have in waiting. Lord, prepare us for both. Prepare us, Lord, that we might desire the gift, the giver over the gift, that we would desire you more than we desire that which you give. Lord, we love you. May this offering, Lord, be an an expression of that. Lord, would you use it for the good of your kingdom? Would you use it for the advancement of your kingdom? We love you, Lord, and so we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. podcast of The Mission Redlands. For more information, visit us at themissionredlands.com.